guys, welcome back to the Make It Happen podcast. It has been a hot minute because your girl here has been absolutely lazy as fuck. Um, I have not been living up to my potential. Um, I've been quarantining like a boss, which means a lot of Netflix, a lot of food, and pretty much just chilling 94, 95% of the time. And I woke up this morning and it's been about six weeks and I thought to myself, Chelsea, you're just not feeling good about yourself. So what what can you change? So I decided I got up earlier. Um, I took the dog out. I put my engagement ring on, which I haven't even worn in like six weeks now. Um, just for the sole fact that I just haven't been even putting real clothes on. I've been wearing flannel pajamas for about six weeks straight. And let me tell you, it does not make you feel good about yourself. So in saying that, I wanted to know that it's okay to not be okay. You don't have to be giving 110%. Whatever helps you get through this incredibly strange time, that's all that really matters. And for me, that was what I was doing. But now I'm ready to get back into full throttle, uh, go back, get my podcast up and running again, give you guys the content that you want and help you guys accomplish your dreams because that's what this whole podcast started with. And I've got lots of other business venture ideas um, in the works and... It's just going to be an exciting time. Podcast. I was kind of filling them in before you logged in, Chelsea, that I just have been like going through such an imposter syndrome during this quarantine. And I've been watching Chelsea, my guest, kind of killing it at her confidence business and her um, online like personal training business. So I wanted to have her on and come and just chat about all things killing the game. Yes, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Of course. What brought you on the path? Like what made you start? Okay. So what started me on, I guess the journey to finding myself, my passion, my love was really hitting the rock bottom. Was me being in the job that I thought I wanted, working downtown, working in such an ideal job for me. I was working in like an event company, which is what I thought I wanted to be. And when I got there, It wasn't the community I wanted. It wasn't the income. It wasn't the environment. And I didn't feel inspired. So I was so down on myself, commuting every day, hating my life, and listening to podcasts, which is so crazy. Podcasts, I strongly say, changed my life a thousand percent. And I listened to them every day, an hour on the way to work, an hour on the way back. And I would hear all these amazing women saying, I'm killing it. I know who I am. I love what I'm doing. And I had this lovely lady reach out to me and we just chatted and she was crushing it at life. She was just crushing it. And I asked her, what was her recipe? And she just said, I just started doing what I enjoyed doing. I love that. So I was like, okay, now, how do I do that? Come on, share the recipe. <laughs> the magic question. Like, how do I do what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. And when I sat down and I thought about it, it was a lot of it at the beginning was my body confidence. So I just started working out, eating healthy, doing that type of thing. And as time went on, I started to participate in things that I liked, spending time with friends, um, going on podcasts, listening to podcasts, going to events. And as I started like coming out of my comfort zone, I guess, um, I started challenging myself and I started learning more about myself, which was like mind blowing to me because I never did the reflection thing at all in any form. Yeah. So as I reflected and I grew, I 
learned. I learned so much about what I liked, what I didn't like, who I was, who I wasn't. And as you know, I've been going on a roller coaster. I've been through so many things. Yeah, I have. So since leaving that job, uh, my mom had health problems. So I moved back to the small town and I work as an event coordinator. I was working full time helping my mom and everything was good. Didn't really have a social life, um, but I channeled in to online. Mm-hmm. Online was like saved my life. I found a community, yes. found friends, went to a retreat, and that's how I found you. Yes, even like that was what in October. That was October, I think. Yeah, that was October. I was meeting you, and like the minute I met Chelsea, I was like, oh, okay. You don't meet a lot of other Chelseas, first of all. I haven't. <laughs> I'm like, girl, we're gonna connect, and we did. Um, but even from seeing you then and then meeting up to take um insta pictures and we like met up we live close by as an fyi so we met up to do some content creation and you've even jumped from that to what you're doing now i just feel like i've watched a whole progression from like the girl i met in october to who is like looking at me on my desktop right now because (laughs) we're in quarantine so we can't do this together we're doing it via online (laughs) Yeah, um, I have changed, which is so crazy. It's only been like maybe half a year. I've changed so much. And a lot of it is experiences. As like, you know, I um, was on the best state of my life right after our photo shoot. I I lost weight. I felt great. I found my community. I was feeling so inspired. And then I went to a Christmas party where I don't usually drink. And um, I ended up getting drugged and blacking out and ending up in the police station. And I got a DUI, basically is what happened. So again, I hit rock bottom. I didn't want to leave my house, didn't want to breathe, didn't want, I just didn't want to do life. And as I say now, when you hit rock bottom when you're in your worst state of your life, the only way and place that you can go is up. So over time, I slowly started going up. And as I had a great community, you were one of them, Chelsea. Like, I remember your message to me when I told you what happened. And it made me feel so supported and in so much light. I just channeled who I was. And I put my pride aside. And not... I think that's a big one. Kind of, I know you were feeling very embarrassed over a situation that you didn't really have control in. You know, like, I think a lot of people go out and get put into situations that they don't realize like someone's slipping something into their drink or, and that's like a whole other conversation. Like Mm -hmm. that's happened to me years ago. Um, and like I blacked out the full night. I don't even remember, you know, much. I just know that someone saw me walking around with a red drink that I did not buy, literally left Mm -hmm. everything at the bar. And it's so not, it's so out of character, right? Well, that's exactly what it is. It's so out of character. And like, for me at first, I didn't know that happened. So then I was like judging myself and going through all that. But when I learned that it happened, it made so much sense. But even when people are like, Chelsea, that's not you. I still did it. And that was the part that really hurt me is I still made that decision under the influence, any influence. And that for the longest time was the hardest part to get over is that I under any influence <laughs> made like d- made that t- decision. Um, you need but- to give yourself. Well, that was it. It's like on the journey of like learning yourself and forgiving yeah. yourself and understanding you are human. Your actions and what happens to you does not define you. It shapes yeah. you, but it does not define you in any way, shape or form, which is something I took away from this experience. And that's why I like I'm open and I'll share it with anyone because it is a learning experience and being drugged needs to be brought to life. Yeah. Uh, all the experiences totally that come with it 
isn't something to be ashamed of. It's something to communicate, communicate, <laughs> talk about and grow from. Well, actually, while we're just on the topic, I mm-hmm. thought it's interesting because when you told me all this, like I kind of flashed back to my own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who was with me when that, when it happened and I wanted to ask you how the police dealt with it and like how you felt um, when you found out you were drugged, because I remember going to the police station afterwards and mm-hmm. yeah, they asked me questions and, but it, I felt embarrassed. I felt um, like it was my fault, not saying that they made me feel that way. It just was an embarrassing situation to go tell someone that, you know, I went out, got blackout and think someone slipped me something and then went to a guy's house and don't remember it. So, Oh no, for sure. Like, and a lot of people, don't think it's going to happen to them. And that was a big part of mine. Like, oh, you hear about it, but that won't happen to me. That will never happen to me. Like, I'm too careful. Like, people wouldn't do that to me. Like, it's so much in your head. So when it happens to you, it is a big shock. Um, So with me, I don't remember the whole night. And I still, to this day, don't remember leaving. The last thing I remember is going to bed. So... Yeah, it's scary. It still scares me in ways like, oh my gosh, maybe that was meant to happen that way. Maybe that's like, maybe that's God protecting me. But um, I'd, I'd like to think of the positive in every situation. So let's say that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so basically, I didn't know that I was drugged until probably a month and a half later. And it's so crazy to think about it. So that whole time I thought I had done it and I made the decision. I was coming to peace with that. And at the point, at that point I was going to court, I had a lawyer and I, I found out not from the police. The police have been so amazing to me. First of all, through everything they came and checked on me. Like they were so supportive. I think they understood who I was as a person and I was respectful to them. So they were respectful to me as well. Um, But I found out from my lawyer and he just basically asked me if, there was anyone that I would have expected to have done that to me. Cause I was also in a house situation at a friend's house party with work friends. So it wasn't like I was at a bar. It wasn't like it was in kind of a controlled setting, but not fully right. Like it was my, uh, one of my good friends, husband's friends. So that was, yeah, it's a little scarier. And like it was in her house where she has kids. So that put it in a whole different perspective for her and her family, which I felt so bad for. Um, but it was it was scary like in a way like when he mentioned it to me I was like wait what like what and then he asked me if I ever heard of uh if it it before and I was like no like I'm not educated in drugs I'm not it's not my thing so that part was really scary to me like understanding the effects of it like and then it was I was ashamed and then I felt bad for the people around me like the family that hosted the party like I take responsibility for my actions and my choices in my body, but it hurt me to know that happened in her house. Right. And so they find it in the tox, toxo, toxology report? <laughs> I don't want to say it. Um, like, did they find something weird and they were like, well, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. So I guess they took, um, so they did my breathalyzer they took, and they took blood. So they found it in the blood report. Yes, okay, yeah. Yes. So um, they found it in the blood report. Um, and that was, I guess, how they kind of like diagnosed me about it. Um, but I will remember the day that I had to go tell like my best friend, Hey, like, um, so I got results and this happened in your house and I'm so sorry. And she felt bad because I'm apologizing. That's just my, my character, but I felt bad for her and that like, and that was, that was the hard part for me. I feel because I, you and I, I feel like we're very empathetic. Like, I think there's something similar. Uh, wait, one question. When is your birthday? 
November 29th, 1994. I'm a Taurus. Anyways, I'm very empathetic. I feel very bad for other people before I'll feel bad for myself. Like that's just how I've always been. And I feel like you have similar traits. Oh, of course. You would almost feel worse about having to tell someone like this happened at your home and you know how they're going to feel and react because obviously they're going to feel bad. Like Mm -hmm. something like this happens in your own home. Like you don't have control over it. Like that's, I would be mortified. Right. Um, And I think you would feel bad for them. Whereas realistically, like it happened to you. So they should be kind of saying I'm, you know, consoling and I'm sure she was. And, but you know what I mean? Like, Oh no, I, I I totally understand that. And I'm trying to work on that, like not be so nice. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's something I work on every day. And that's why like I have a tattoo on my um, wrist and it was basically when I went to Greece, everyone called me beautiful sweetheart. So it's a reminder to me to stay true to who I am in this journey. And that's like a big part of it. So I always try to say it to myself because I, I can be so caring and giving like when, so I live in a small town. Um, I don't know if people know it, but Port Hope in Ontario. Um, so it went out in the paper and on Facebook and on the radio and I had, yeah, I had no idea. So I was like, my mom called me and was like, Chelsea, just so you know, one of my friends saw it, it's everyone knows. And when I went to work that night, everyone knew. I was more, more concerned about how everyone would feel versus how I felt. Like I was so consumed on what, not like what they thought, but how it impacted them. Instead of how it impacted you. And that's something that I work on every day because I was more concerned about them. I know. And like how, like, that's not fair to yeah. you. Or mm-hmm. Like 100%. Like you, you are the one who's dealing with all of the emotions mm-hmm. and the struggle and now having like people knowing your business. First of all, I hate when people know my business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I can only imagine like this is something you probably just wanted to like close mm-hmm. your eyes and wake up and have it just be gone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like every day. That's like literally what I wanted. And everyone's been so supportive, first of all. Everyone has, well, people know me too. And that's a big part of it. It's like they know my character. I will stand up and I will do anything for anyone. And even if I wasn't drugged, people make mistakes. And thankfully, no one was harmed. No one was hurt. And nothing bad came from it. So, And that is something that I look at over everything as a blessing. Like when the police found me, I had actually pulled over. And I was sleeping in my car. So I oh, driven no. away from the situation. But subconsciously, I was like, I can't do this or I shouldn't do this. I don't know. I can't really say because I blacked out. But they found me pulled over not far from the residence. So wow. it does, in a way, like almost reassure me that like I do have, in a way, a good subcon- subconscious. And I had a little more faith in myself as awful as it was. And I still did that behavior. Like I did make some good choices. So taking and- away that like is always so a good thing. And I think the important part is like what you just said, everyone makes mistakes. We all do. Like whether they're on big scale, small scale, people make, people make mistakes. And it's what you take from those mistakes that you kind of like come out of it Mm -hmm. uh, in person. And I really see that in you. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast to discuss, first of all, this, because I think it happens to so many people, so many women. And, you know, you were lucky you came out of it. Um, you know, with a better sense, like obviously not lucky for it to have happened to you, but lucky that no one got hurt. You didn't get hurt. Um, and like having, not having to live with that on your conscience. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important, but I think there's a lot of people who go through these things and 
And unfortunately, they get put into like very scary situations um, after it happens. So I want other people to realize it can happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame. You don't have to feel shameful. And there are people who will support you. Well, yeah. And even like any situation that isn't like a DUI and stuff, like it happens and everyone responds to things in like so differently. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just thankful I am who I am and I have my support team. Some people don't. And that's the sad part. And that's why I always say like, especially to my community, reach out to me. Like you're not alone. There's always been someone that has done what you've done before or will do it after. Like you were not alone in any situation because in these situations, you feel alone even with that community. Like there was parts that I like literally hid in my bedroom. Like, and I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, and I don't live alone. Like, and I was like, no, go away. Like I wanted to isolate myself because that's those situations. But how you react and your mindset is so key. Mindset's so key. Again, back to the podcast, podcast help me like they help me so much so much in this in the way that like I listen to Rachel Hollis the rise podcast sorry plug (laughs) but (laughs) I went to her conference when I was in that awful state Mm -hmm. I saw I saw her on Instagram and then I heard it on her podcast so I was like it's in Toronto come on like I need to go maybe this will pull me out of my funk and when I went met more people and realized I'm not alone in any situation. It helped me to progress forward. Like the baby steps are going to help you. And I honestly think you deserve an applause in the sense that you shared your story and been mm-hmm. vulnerable because you didn't have to, mm-hmm. you could have, you know, not let your followers know you could have just come out of it. You could still be in the same place you are today. Um, but not sharing your story. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think people are afraid sometimes to share that vulnerable side because obviously Instagram pretty, everyone wants to show the best sides of yourself. You feel like people may not connect with you or you'll lose that engagement because like, I don't know. I, every, I feel like every woman or man on Instagram who is having some sort of career in social media has a, has issue or it's hard to be vulnerable and show that vulnerable side because you just want to be perfect all the time. Well, and also it's in picture form. Like one picture is supposed to describe the whole feeling of that photo, like of what is going on. So of Mm -hmm. course everyone wants it to be perfect, but that's not how life is. That's why through this, I will show if I'm crying. Girl will show her tears everywhere because I'm a big advocator and like feel your feels, let them out because that's going to help you move forward. Like, and if one person can be helped or learn from my experience, then it makes it a little bit more resourceful in a sense. Yeah. Like a lot of women I work with were like, I, I had a glass of wine and I went to have two, but then I was like, wait, no, I got to drive. Like, no, I don't want to be in the same situation. So yeah, I can't drive. I have fines. I have all this stuff that goes along with the DUI, but I'm helping people and educating people, which is amazing because no one educated me. I had no idea what to do, what it comes from. I didn't have a community, so I'm trying to provide that for anyone that needs it or needs help. Like, give them what, like, you technically gave me. Like, an open conversation and no judgment, no matter where or what we do. I think that's important because I felt, you know, I've been on Instagram now for, like, three years, three or four years. I've been, like, on this journey, kind of didn't know what I wanted to do, weaving in and out of things, finding new projects. And I never really had a community. I never really met other people. I didn't put myself out there. I've always been kind of a loner. So when I met you and I met 
um, a bunch of other ladies, like it felt so nice to actually feel like I have other people. I've always felt like I have to be solo. Like I'm just, I can do everything my own. I don't need other people's help. I don't need a sense like people don't want me in their community. Like, but you always kind of have these different feelings about yourself. And that kind of rolls into like imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough. But I think that finding the community and finding you and it's, it's just made me a brighter person. And I want other people to see that. Yay! If you, yeah. you, you guys can't see it, but I'm dancing because I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that like I am so independent. I don't have usually big groups of girlfriends. I live in a small town, like I don't know a lot of people, and to connect with like-minded people like yourself is just like the best feeling. And you, and I found it through social media. Like mm-hmm. I found it through like people that. I, live in different like I know people that live in the states that I'm so close with because you will find your people and it's just by putting yourself out there and doing some things that make you feel uncomfortable right like like that retreat I would have went to that retreat if I wanted to feel comfortable I went by myself like I put myself yeah out there and that's how I met you yep me too I wasn't even going to go to that retreat it was a business babes retreat I think I've talked about it on the podcast before um my friend Jesse asked me she was or telling me that she was going and I was like you know what I've had enough of being cooped up by myself thinking that I don't need other people um I want to go meet some other people who are like-minded because I'm sick of having to like explain myself what I do to like my friends who maybe don't understand it as much or like aren't really that interested like I want to meet people who are actually interested in it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. in Instagram and taking pictures and creating content like that's fun for me And I know sometimes like I drag my friends like out to come take pictures and like they probably aren't having the best time because they're not that into it. So when I went and forced myself, um, it's obviously intimidating. You're meeting like a bunch of talented, creative women all in one space and you think people are going to be catty and you think they're going to be, you know, um, higher than thou and and you no one wants to talk to you but that is so not the case everyone was so open everyone was so nice and I've only just met more and more people through the Toronto Business Babes and through the contacts and networks that I've made um, that have only helped lift me up so it's crazy like you're scared to meet new people and put yourself in these uncomfortable situations but yet once you do it and you push yourself holy shit it's just like yeah the world is your limit yeah like and a big thing that I need to always remind myself is like when you're going into those situations that you're like going by yourself you have to remember they are too they're worried about people's judgments and what everyone's going to be like if they're going to be like everyone going into those situations like when I went to rise the conference by myself I reminded myself there is how many women going by themselves that are having the same feelings of like I don't know I don't want to be alone you will find your people they yep. are feeling what you're feeling. Like you're not alone That's again. So true. Mm-hmm. Oh, you froze. Oh no, we lost her. Oh, Am no, I back? You're okay. back. <laughs> no, I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like, you're not alone in anything that you feel. No, I, you just aren't. And you know that leads me now into how the hell you got into your next step, which is uh, confidence coaching. Slash, I know that you do a lot of like, I'm not sure if it's actual personal training or if it's um, just mind body health overall. Um, so if you want to go get a little bit into that, yes, of course. So the mind body health thing, I don't look at myself as a personal trainer. I just give you guys a tool to finding the best health 
journey for you is basically what it comes down to. Some people it's losing weight, some people it's nutrition. I like to say you need to do in a form of both if moving your body and eating healthy, but I just help you find that. If you want to dance, let's dance. If you want to box, I'm boxing right now. It's a killer. So fun, right? Yeah. But it's just finding your niche and what works for you that makes you feel happy, healthy, and like you're having a good time. That's really what it is. And then also when you do it with me, I like to help you find a community. Like you join our community and that's big. Like I'm all about community. And then my confidence coaching, um, I have been helping women and I always tend to give advice to women about confidence, um, where they're at and everything. And for the longest time, I would just like give them advice without even realizing I was doing it. And then through everything that I've been through, I decided that like it's time to share what I have to say and help people on a big scale. So I decided that I was going to officially become a confidence coach, that I was going to help women work through their personal, interpersonal, body confidence, mindset, all of those things to help them live a happy, confident life. I wanted to give them what I have basically. Like I wanted people to feel the way that I feel, that I love myself. I may look in the mirror some mornings and be like, oh, girl. But doesn't mean I don't love myself. Like I'm not hating on myself anymore. I'm like, oh, maybe I should brush my hair. Like I have developed. Yeah. And that's it. Like I've developed such like a love for the way I react, the way I am, who I am and what I am. And like a year or two ago, I hated myself. Like I used to preach it to people and I used to preach it to people like, do this, you'll love yourself, do this. And I was the imposter. It wasn't an imposter syndrome. I was the imposter. And that is just it. I hated myself. I looked in the mirror and I saw like, I saw the scar on my lip. I hated it. Like all these things. Yeah. And within my journey, I've learned to discover myself and I love myself. And that's what I think is important. Like we are especially because I find there are so many different people who are preaching different things. Even me Mm -hmm. and my like uh, positivity mindset, I don't wake up every day with a positive mindset, but I think it's important that for, you know, 65% of the time you're putting that into the universe so that Mm -hmm. it can come back at you full circle. And you can kind of, I just think doors open way more when you are a positive, happy person. And that's why I think I was drawn to Chelsea here because, you know, positive breeds off, positive and it's almost like the saying of negativity breeds negativity like people who are down don't want to see you succeed so it's important to also I think push those people away and like Chelsea has said like create that community um which she's doing with her like coaching and all of that because that's what I think is important I think we get caught up like do you not think that when you first started out and maybe you were um you know what you say as an imposter like I let people get to me. I I was scared of what people thought about me. I was scared that like people were laughing at me Mm -hmm. and what I was doing online. Oh, for sure. Also hindered me. Yeah. That hindered you as well. Oh, it it held me back. And that's where I felt like I needed to be perfect all the time. And that's where the imposter syndrome comes from. It's when you feel like on your social media or in life, you act happy and you show that you're happy when you're not. And that is the worst thing you could do for your self-love, your self-confidence, for yourself. It's the worst thing you can do. And for me, what I did is I hated myself. I'm going to say it again. Like I did. I hated myself. And when I realized the only opinion that mattered of myself was me is when my life changed. You can Mm -hmm. say it. You can say it. And 
over and over and over and not believe it. But when it clicks, it clicks. Like when it does. Why do I cry when someone says this to me? When you start assessing your reactions and your chains and why you are the way you are, you start to understand and love those little imperfections or like all of that. And that is the journey that you embark on to confidence, to self-love, to understanding yourself. Like, and it's so crazy. I guarantee this with all my clients and everyone I say, your past influences what you are doing today because you let it. And that was what happened to me my whole life. I was told I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't successful enough. So I lived that life trying to prove that I was. And I was failing. So when I failed, I'd be like, oh, I, they're, they're right. They're right. They're right. When that's not how it should be. You no. fail forward. I don't know who said that. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not no copyright here. Like I'm, I'm taking it and I'm giving credit. But you fail there forward. You like yep. failing is not like I hate the word failure because you're not failing. No, I love You're moving that. forward. You're learning and moving forward. Well, I think every um, obstacle that you face in business and life, it as much as it brings you down in that moment, mm-hmm. it only makes you stronger in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that you've gone through and even not mm-hmm. even taking that into account, even last year when you weren't loving yourself and, mm-hmm. and not preaching what you were um, or not living what you were preaching, mm-hmm. even those things like you, those aren't failures. Like that's just, you've taken you know, insights from that time in your life and you've moved it and you've now transferred it over to other people so that you can show them, you know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to love yourself and it's okay to go from A to B. Um, I, I love that. And I totally relate on like so many levels with that because myself, it's, it's true. We all go through it. Well, and I also find a lot of my clients say I like the imposter syndrome. I hate that I'm being the imposter. I think being having the imposter syndrome is good because it's showing you want better. You want to be happier. You want a better life. Now, the next step is stop being the imposter. Start being you. Because everyone at one point will be an imposter in some form. And that is good because you you want it. You just don't know how to execute it. So now you just need to take the time to execute it. It may not be the most healthiest method and I understand that and I know that but it's human you're human to be an imposter at some point in your life but that shows you what you want and what really really matters so now it's time to execute it go listen to your podcast go watch a movie go talk to your soul sister hire a coach don't hire a coach do whatever you need to do but work on you whatever Mm -hmm. and that's it a lot of people say to me that's important too because not Like the recipe, I know you used that word earlier when we were talking on the phone, Mm -hmm. the recipe for success is different for everyone. So what works for you might not work for someone else. And that's kind of where you find, um, you were explaining to me how you were looking for coaches, um, uh, business coaches, business Mm -hmm. coaches, and you know, you connected with one and you didn't connect with another, like they could be offering the same services, but you just happen to connect more with another one. So I think that's important when people are looking for like that confidence coach. It's like when they go to Chelsea's page, like, um, or even when they're looking for like a, a positive mind shift and they come to my page, they might look in and not really connect with us. And then they can mm-hmm. move on to someone else, but then there's going to be like 10 people who do connect with us and they come over and then they join the community and it just keeps growing and growing. 
And that's what's so exciting. Like we live in such a cool time that we can create these, you know, two people and then it grows to four and then it's six and then it's just massive. You know what I mean? And everyone can be getting something from it. Oh, you just like spoke to my soul. <laughs> you just spoke to my soul. Like, I love it. Um, it's true. It's it so Because at the end of the day, like, you're never going to please anyone, everyone, sorry. Um, and I just literally read a quote. I was looking in that, that planner that we got at the yes. uh, to the content planner. <laughs> but it was a quote from Constance Wu. And it was like, you're never going to please everyone. And if you do, there's something wrong. So you're never going to connect with everyone. That's important to know. And you will connect with the people you're meant to connect with. And they'll help you grow your business and you'll help them. Mm -hmm. And it'll be like a cool, like flowing Mm -hmm. seamlessly. That's what it's supposed to be. Well, and that's a huge part because a lot of people feel like they're failing if they're not reaching or connecting to everyone, which is not the thing. You connect to your people, your tribe. As much as that may sound cringy, your tribe will come to you because of how you are like in who you are and what they need. Like I have so many girls that message me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're doing amazing. And I love it, but I'm not like you. I'm like, girl, you don't need to be me. Yeah. Like if they think to be in my confidence program, they need to be confident. No, we're working on that together. There's still moments that I'm not a thousand percent confident. Like I'm gonna use this as an example. You probably saw this. (laughs) It was on my Instagram story. So I wake up and I do my morning gratitude practice every stinking morning. Yeah, if I don't want to, I still do it. And the thing is, I show up as I wake up in the morning. Crazy hair, no makeup, whatever it is. And I do, I call it my three, three whys. And I do three things I'm grateful for, why I'm grateful for them, and then how I'm going to show my appreciation and give back. So this is something that I do every day, and it's a good way to start off my day. And I had this guy, he's followed me for about two years now. He messaged me and after my gratitude and this day I looked, I looked like a wackadoodle, (laughs) crimpy hair, like whatever, no makeup. And I loved it. I was like, look at me. And he messages me and he goes, good morning. I understand why you're single. If that's how you wake up in the morning. You're kidding me. No. So I laughed. I'm not even going to kid. I didn't cry. I would have cried a year or two ago. I laughed. I went, oh, buddy. Like, this is funny. I look that, like, you have to take the time to call me out. Like, come on. I know I look awful. Like, come on. But not even that. Like, how happy is he? Well, and the thing is, then when I sat there and I thought about it, and it upset me in the factor that I know my worth. I'm confident. I will stand in front of that mirror without makeup, dance and love myself. But not everyone's like me. So who is he to to say that to someone, not knowing what they're going through? And that's the part that upset me. Yep. So, of course, me being so open, I talked about it on my Instagram story. I was like, look what happened to me today. This is cool. This is not cool. And that's the vulnerability that I think more people need to know that it's okay to speak your truth. Yeah. But then there's also a point where you need to understand other people's feelings. Like I will always speak my truth, but I'm also a very empathetic person. You know that I will never say anything to hurt someone. I'll might give constructive criticism if they ask for it. But in that sense, like that's cruel. 
But you have to also mm-hmm. think like, how unhappy does that mm-hmm. have to be to to follow you first of all, and then yeah. to say something so nasty and rude. Mm-hmm. I always think that they must be going through something themselves, yeah, and they must be in a dark place themselves to have to come onto someone else's place that you know a positive place yeah. and to try and bring someone down, and that's where you're in a different mindset, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a different mindset now where you just say, you know what. That, that's fine. You are allowed to think what you want and mm-hmm. it's not going to bring me down because mm-hmm. no matter what you say, I'm happy right now. You clearly are not. Yeah. That's well, and, and it's, it. and it's facts that people on social media that say something mean, nasty to you. If you put a mirror in front of both of you, they're saying what they want to say about themselves. Yeah. It is. It, that is hundred percent fact. I don't know who said it, but it is a hundred percent facts. Mm-hmm. And that is it completely. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I did message him and I was like, oh, like you are free and open to say whatever you want to say. But please, next time when you are considering leaving a nasty comment to think about maybe what they're going through, because that might not have helped Ashley down the road. It might have put her in a darker spiral. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, what if you didn't have the tools to, yeah. be able to say, oh, that's, that's just a guy being a dumbass and, like, I'm going to move on from it? Yep. What if that is someone who already is feeling terrible about themselves, who, you know, is looking in the mirror seeing, you know, body dysmorphia or, like, not seeing what's, mm-hmm. you know, good about them? And what if they're in a dark place? It It's sad because people are, like, keyboard, like, they're so brave behind a friggin' keyboard computer that they think it's okay Mm -hmm. to say these things and it's it's just not it's not well it's crazy like a year ago i would have cried i would have been upset i would have probably laid in my bed all day i I wouldn't have been okay so these are like to deal with it and to know that his opinion is just not (laughs) it's just not (laughs) well and that's why like i used it i all use everything as a learning experience i always will be and i used what he did and what he said, obviously I blocked out his name because I didn't want him to get some beef, but I used and I shared it on my Instagram story. And then I gave people tools on how, if it happens to them, to try not to let it affect them. And like, that's where I will always share my knowledge and what I do. And I think it's really important. And like a lot of people um, reached out and was like, thank you. Cause I've had negative stuff happen to me. So I like, Something I told them was, next time someone says ne- something negative to them, think in their head, I have no right to understand or realize what their opinion is of me. How do I feel about myself? That's all that matters. And, and all you, it all it does is gets the reflect, like your head going and the reflectors going, and it takes off the pressure from them. And then like a, another one was like, when someone says something negative, say three positives about yourself. Reflect every negative with positives. And that is a huge practice. Huge. Yeah. I, I, I do that. So this is something I do every day. And people laugh at me and I, I don't really care. So if I'm in front of the mirror and I think of something negative, I say three positives. Every time. So if I walk and I'm like, oh, look at that side roll. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I will be like, Oh, I love how, like, my eyes glisten. I love how my skin looks. Or, oh, look at how toned my legs are getting. Like, positives. They help. 
Mindset no, key. And it's about that manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. The more you say something and the more you believe it, the more it is likely to uh, come to fruition and to work in your favor. That's mm-hmm. the thing. The When I look back on my life and the best, I would say like the most confident I was and the best I was, it was when I was manifesting my dreams. And then it's not going to be like that for 20 years. You're not going to always be in a space, you know, like I look back last year, I lost my grandfather and it, it was just a really tough year. Work wasn't good for me. Thank you. And I just wasn't in a mindset to be positive and uplifting. I stopped on Instagram. I stopped posting. I stopped doing all the things I love. And then the minute that I, um, just took a change, I'm like, you know what, mm-hmm. this is time for me to get back to that Chelsea that was happy enthused about life, loved, like where, why did you start this? What was your journey? And, um, that's kind of where the make it happen podcast and like the whole make it happen umbrella just started because I really Mm -hmm. believe that we are capable of so many great things. If we just make it happen, Mm -hmm. you are who you are. And I think the craziest thing is people like me and, and other people, like they don't think they can reach these crazy goals. You want to become an actress, go do it. You know, you want to be a writer, write a book. Mm-hmm. Who's stopping you? I bet you every person would say themselves. Oh, I guarantee it. And there's so, distractions. And distractions. distractions are distractions are like the, I say like the killer of your dreams. I love it. They are. They are. TikTok. Yeah. Oh, girl, I love shaking it on TikTok and like dance my thing. But I can spend hours on TikTok. So that would be. <laughs> the killer of my dreams if I spent too much time it's like understanding priorities yeah like what you're doing and what you need to be doing is a huge part right no totally oh I love tiktok I just love it just because I want to start doing some tiktok videos yeah (laughs) no I'm 28 but I don't care (laughs) yeah who cares Age is just a number. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I'm, like, I'm like looking on this thing. I'm like, oh my God, my skin looks, doesn't look like it did when I was, when I was 25. That's so funny. <sighs> you kill me. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I still love myself. Don't get me wrong. But it's yeah. like, it's really funny how all of a sudden I like blinked and I was like, holy shit, I'm two years from 30. Like you start noticing things. Mm-hmm. Like I just notice certain things like on my mm-hmm. face and just my body, not in a bad way. You're just getting no. older. You're just growing up. Like I've been getting these weird like skin tags, which I never used to get. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like I know it's like that. It's like mat- when you mature, things change. I get it's it's such oh. a, like a crazy thing. No, there's like stuff going on with my body right now that I'm like, oh my yeah. god! And then yeah. someone's like, oh, it's because you're you're like your body is in like prime baby time, like you're like ready yeah. to like start having babies. I'm like, nope. I'm oh my good. goodness, I'm good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyways, oh. totally. I I got off on a tangent there, but that's okay. I think this was such a good episode. I love it. Yeah with you i love chatting with you too tell everyone where they can find you what your next endeavor is okay so you can find me i mostly am on instagram i'm trying to branch into the new platforms but it's at chelsea wilson so well it's c-h-e-l-s-e-a-a-w-i-l-s-o-n-n that's at um instagram and my new endeavors i'm just gonna like fuel more into my coaching 
is I want to start doing more one-on-ones with people on confidence coaching, helping people find um, some like healthy lifestyle choices that they want to fuel their body and focus more on giving back. In this time where everyone is going crazy and doesn't know what to do, I'm just going to keep doing me and helping the community. I'm going to fuel as much as I can out to help and educate and keep people engaged and keep people having fun while being in quarantine type thing. That is amazing. And I think on that note, we are going to let you guys go and just remember that you can do anything that you set your mind to and get out there, girlfriends, and go make it happen. 